a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, cameras triggered by radar might be making a comeback on some Utah street corners. Photocop was banned by the legislature more than 25 years ago, but a new bill would allow it, but only in certain places. Senator Jerry Stevenson is ready to catch speeders in zones that are difficult to monitor. People just will not slow down these construction zones. And there's no way you can enforce that. You can't chase someone through a construction zone. You can't chase one through a school zone. You just multiply the, multiply the problem. If the bill passes, it'll just be a pilot program only operating in a handful of locations for one year. But Stevenson is optimistic about its effectiveness since he's run similar programs in Layton in the past. As soon as we put photocopy and we slowed the traffic down. He says there will be plenty of visible signs warning of the photocop in the area. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. Updating you on a story we told you about yesterday the bill that would ban lessons for young school kids about sexual orientation and gender identity. That bill has been changed. It's been watered down to take out some of the more controversial language. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz reports. Essentially, this bill would now just read that kids in grades K through 3 cannot have adult led discussions or instruction on sexuality in schools. The sponsor argues that's common sense and hopes everyone can get on board. Representative Jeff Stinkwist met with Quality Utah this morning. Yesterday, Stinkwist told me he did not intend to model this bill after Florida's controversial law banning discussions in classrooms despite the similar language. This bill, including the new lines, still needs committee approval by Monday or it'll be too late to make it a law this session. Protesters in Ukraine's neighboring countries are marking the year anniversary of Russia's invasion. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. We have hundreds of protesters taking to the streets of Prague, demonstrating against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Many of those taking part are Ukrainian refugees seeking asylum in the Czech Republic, including Anastasia Karenko. It has been the most difficult year for me. I have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, I think hatred or uh, I was just sometimes depressed. Meantime, both sides predicting victory in Ukraine after exactly one year of fighting. President Zelensky addressing G7 leaders in a virtual address from Kiev, saying Ukraine will win the war. I will focus on five priorities First, weapon. Second, sanctions. Third, finance. Fourth, justice. Fifth, unity. Zelensky also asking the G7 for continued support. While on a trip to Kenya today, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden says President Biden is just waiting for a time and place to announce his 2024 re-election campaign. He says he's not done. He's not finished what he started. Dr. Biden telling the Associated Press her husband believes his legislative goals give him a good chance at making his case for another four years. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio. A woman died every two minutes because of pregnancy or childbirth in 2020. That's according to a New World Health Organization report on maternal deaths 
over the last 20 years. Those death rates rose by 17% in Europe and North America between 2016 and 2020. A bizarre incident involving a top Republican in North Carolina. Their state house speaker, Tim Moore, was in an unmarked police car with a colleague. He was on a ride along near Raleigh when a drunk driver repeatedly rammed their Chevy Tahoe from behind. It doesn't appear that Tim Moore was targeted because he's a political leader. I don't believe we were targeted. I will tell you, at the time it was happening, we certainly certainly felt that way. That driver was arrested. Nobody was hurt. Utah Highway Patrol reports a trooper got hit on Wednesday's big snow day. UHP says the crash happened on southbound I-15 at 99th South. Nobody was injured. This marks the fourth crash involving a trooper this year. At the same time last year, UHP says they only had one such crash. It's been a long winter for UDOT plow drivers. KSL News Radio's Adam Small reports many of them have been on 12 hour shifts to keep up with the snow. It's been a nonstop week for UDOT. It's been a very active winter, and everybody who's lived through it knows that we've had storm after storm. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says they get about $24 million a year for snow removal, roughly a million per storm. So far this year, they've spent more than they typically do by the end of February. The good news is, though, they do have some flexibility with other funds if they start to go over that budget. They may have more action as soon as Sunday when yet another storm could roll in. It's probably no surprise to anyone who had to shovel the driveway in Tooele, but the storm officially broke the accumulation record there. The National Weather Service confirming Tooele got 23 inches in 24 hours, their largest snowstorm since records began more than a century ago. Some spots got even more than 23 inches. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. Here's Ricky Meese. A lot of traffic with slow speeds leaving the resorts. And this is westbound on SR 190 Big Cottonwood Canyon. But once you're on the downhill side, that eases up quite a bit. The 21st South Freeway now seeing a a bigger volume of traffic with some slower speeds westbound from I-15 over to Bangor Highway. And northbound I-15 seeing an uptick in traffic. And this is going from Murray all the way to 6 South downtown. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. KSL News Time 506. Ballot initiatives might soon be harder to pass if they're about raising taxes. The legislature is looking at a bill that would amend Utah's Constitution and raise the needed number of yes votes to 60% instead of 50 Senator Lincoln Fillmore says this will be Utah's call to make. It would only apply to a citizen initiative that seeks to raise taxes. And the question for the people to decide is, do we want a bare majority to be able to make that decision, or does it need to be more like a supermajority to make the decision on taxes? If the bill passes the legislature, it'll need two-thirds of voters to approve it in 2024. Utah's higher-than-the-national-average rate of autism was in the spotlight today in Orem, where Utah Valley University hosted its annual autism conference. KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris reports. This year, the university included an extra pre-conference day that was held yesterday with guest speaker Amy Gravino, who gave a special lecture on her research on autism and sexuality. Today's guest speaker is Peter Gerhardt, who will speak about the principles of applied behavior analysis in educational, employment, residential, and community-based settings for people with autism spectrum disorders. Roughly 1 in 58 Utah 8-year-olds has autism or about 10 more than the national average. 
20 years after his program first rolled out, former President George W. Bush is asking for more aid for the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief. PEPFAR is estimated to have saved 20 million, 25 million lives since 2003. President Bush was asked what he would say to those who are skeptical about about funneling money into this program when there are so many other issues out there. I don't understand uh, why there's any resistance to a program like PEPFAR uh, unless we've lost our compassion. And I don't think we have. PEPFAR provides AIDS medications to countries in need right now, more than 50 countries worldwide. KSL News Time 508. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the nines. Brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Here's Ricky Meese. Southbound I-15 in Salt Lake County bogged down Murray to 90th South. And then a little bit of heavy and slow traffic passing Bangor Highway. But on the northbound side, we've got a couple of vehicles over to the left shoulder prior to Bangor. And we do have some slower speeds back to the point. But then further north, northbound I-15, heavy and slow from Murray to downtown. The 201 stacked up and slow from I-15 over to Bangor. Jared? Utah County drivers, the rush is on on I-15 right now. You're going to see the northbound uh, traffic building going from SR-92 up the hill. And then southbounders, as you're going from Pleasant Grove through Linden, we'd have those typical delays, but it does bog down pretty good. No crashes in the mix, but once you get past Linden into Orem, you're back up to speed. Steve? Well, traffic rolling at the full speed limit right now. That's 70 miles an hour. We're crash-free if you're traveling uh, either direction of I-15 this afternoon between down downtown Salt Lake and uh, Brigham City. Same story on the 215 Westside Belt Route. Legacy looking good. Highway 89 all clear between Lagoon and the I-84 Rams. Schedule your three-room cleaning today. Mention KSL and you'll get the fourth room clean free. Schedule online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. Steve Carlson, the KSL Traffic Center. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're looking at mostly cloudy skies as we head through the 5 o'clock hour with temperatures in the upper 30s. We'll slide into the mid-30s for 6 o'clock, low 30s for 7 and 8, upper 20s for 9 and 10. Ultimate lows will be in the mid-20s under partly cloudy skies. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. 37 in Ogden. It's 40 degrees in Provo, 39 in Salt Lake City. KSL News Time 511. And now we go in-depth with Maria Chaleos. Jeff, a four-year-old bear at the St. Louis Zoo is proving to be quite the escape artist. Ben is back in his enclosure after escaping his habitat for a second time this month. Now, he was on the loose for nearly an hour yesterday while the zoo went into its emergency response protocol. I can just imagine what that is. A bunch of people scrambling about trying to get Ben back into his enclosure. Now, guests and staff were quickly, of course, escorted indoors until the bear could be secured. But it's not the first time Ben has been able to just go on a stroll outside of his enclosure. Earlier this month, he got out by meddling with the steel mesh in just the right spot of his outdoor habitat and it caused the cable to give way. And, of course, he was able to work his way out. Now, despite steel reinforcements and cargo clips rated at 450 pounds, strength yesterday he did it again he got out 
That is one smart and, yes, adventurous bear. Is this Winnie the Pooh's cousin by any chance? I think it is. <laughs> KSL News Time 512. A couple of big names in the Republican Party say... They're not planning to attend CPAC this year. Former Vice President Mike Pence has hinted he'll run for president, but he RSVP'd no thank you to CPAC. Other possible candidate Ron DeSantis has other events that week and won't be there. It's not clear if either of the no-shows has anything to do with allegations that CPAC chair Matt Schlapp groped a Herschel Walker campaign staffer who has filed a multi-million dollar sex assault claim, something Schlapp denies. Candidates Donald Trump and Nikki Haley will attend. KSL, excuse me, that's ABC's Andy Field. It's 513 at KSL. We have a lot of stomach bugs in northern Utah the last few weeks. Now, Kansas health officials are sounding the alarm about norovirus. Wastewater testing in two Kansas counties shows extremely high counts of the bug. An epidemiologist, Elizabeth Holshue, says you can't rely on one of your old COVID standby prevention tactics. No. The really important thing for people to know is that hand sanitizer does not work for norovirus. Norovirus can cause vomiting and diarrhea, and it's crazy contagious even before you start to feel sick and up to three days after symptoms go away. KSL News Time 513, Microsoft is getting ready to put the artificial intelligence search engine Bing chatbot on cell phones. Fortune Magazine's Jeff Colvin with this update. More than a million users around the world have experimented with a public preview of the new product. Microsoft said most of the users responded positively, but others found Bing was insulting them, professing its love, or voicing other disturbing or bizarre language. So Bing now politely declines questions it would have responded to just a week ago. I'm Jeff Colvin. KSL Sports University of Utah women's basketball team is projected to go to the NCAA tournament as the number one seed in the region. They're going to face Stanford tomorrow at noon. This is the final weekend of the regular season for most major conferences. This is a huge game for the Lady Utes tomorrow. It looks like they're in great position for the tournament. The three things you need to know this hour. First, a photocop pilot program will be monitoring school and construction zones if the bill passes. I'm KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson. Second, the University of Idaho says it plans to demolish that house where four students were murdered. The school plans to build a memorial and a healing garden. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Delays now starting to set in for Utah County drivers on southbound I-15 as you're leaving American Fork and making your way to Linden. Northbound I-15, heavy and slow, rounding the point of the mountain, almost to Bangor Highway, with a couple of vehicles over to the left. More slowdowns, northbound I-15, Murray to downtown. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Mostly cloudy this afternoon, but a bit more sunshine on Saturday. I'm Kevin Eubank. 39 degrees now. KSL's top national stories... From ABC News. I'm Daria Albinger. A year into the Russian invasion, Ukraine continues to ask the U.S. for fighter jets. So is President Biden any closer to granting the request? What did you tell Zelensky and Kiev about the possibility of providing F-16s? That's a private discussion. And it was one of the questions reporters peppered the president with as he left for a weekend in Delaware. Earlier today, the U.S. announced another round of military aid to Ukraine. The Biden administration rolling out a $2 billion military weapons package for Ukraine, including long-range rocket systems, artillery rounds, and drones. 
But that aid won't arrive right away. Defense officials say it could take a year for those weapons to be manufactured and delivered. The new package comes days after President Biden announced $460 million in security assistance for Ukraine during his trip to Kiev. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Three weeks after a toxic train derailment, there's a town hall meeting now in East Palestine, Ohio. Among the speakers is Aaron Brockovich. The environmental activist got a look at the site earlier today and says she can understand why residents are nervous. They reported animals that were dying, chickens that were dying. That makes them feel safe. Actually, no, it doesn't. She's calling for more testing at the cleanup site. The prosecution has wrapped up its cross-examination of Alex Murdoch. On the stand, Alec Murdoch claiming that his lying was triggered by paranoia when during questioning, police asked him about his wife and thoughts investigators may be considering him a suspect. But Prosecutor Crichton Waters concluding his cross-examination of Murdoch by playing police body cam video from the very first officer to arrive at the scene of the murders, showing Murdoch immediately lying about not seeing his wife or son before they were killed. ABC's Dave Packer. Stocks tumbled to end the week on a new report showing that inflation is still running hot. The Dow fell more than 300 points. You're listening to ABC News. Now the in-depth on KSL on this anniversary of the war. The United States is showing support for Ukraine. Kelly Meyer is a Washington correspondent for News Nation. She says there was a pretty large anniversary gift from the United States to Ukraine. It was um, $2 billion in security assistance, which means more weapons and equipment going in, some of it new capabilities. Um, essentially, this is you know being announced on the one-year mark of the war. President Biden has said they will stand by Ukraine for as long as it takes. This additional package, you know, it seems as though... As the war has evolved, so have the weapons that we've sent. It's gone from, you know, howitzers and high mars, which they, you know, continue to send, but then, you know, the Patriot uh, air defense system, or we're sending those Abrams tanks in, though it'll take time. Um, but of course, the Germans Leopard 2 tanks actually just are arriving in from Poland today. Uh, so the U.S. Uh, timing that announcement um, and likely more to come in the future as they uh, say they're going to stand by them as long as it takes, and we don't know how long. This may go on for as it now enters the second year of war. She says officials are also monitoring the potential use of Chinese drones by Russia. So there is U.S. intelligence um, that they say believes China is considering sending potential lethal aid to Russia. There was a report today saying that it may include artillery uh, and possibly drones. Uh, We were at the Pentagon today and they were asked about that and they said they haven't seen any kind of transfer of lethal aid, but they said, quote, that that isn't off the table. So meaning that they are looking to see, uh, they have the intelligence that they say that this is something up for consideration, though they haven't seen there has been a decision made. So this is just something they're watching closely. Of course, we saw that uh, top Chinese diplomats were there in Russia this week meeting with uh, Vladimir Putin, and uh, the Chinese president, uh, Xi Jinping, is set to go uh, in the coming weeks in the spring. News Nation's Kelly Meyer on this anniversary. About a half an hour ago, we just learned that there are about 1,500 Ukrainian refugees now here in Utah since the war began. KSL News Time 519. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the nines are brought to you by Granite Credit Union. The heat of the rush, and here's Ricky Meese. Northbound I-15 in Salt Lake County. Unusual heavy traffic that's a little slow from 4500 south to the 6th south exit southbound I-15 bogged down in the usual spot from Murray to 90th South. 
And then westbound on the 201, heavy and slow, ninth west to the westbound. And also lane restrictions causing a slow drive westbound I-80, approaching 2300 east. Jared? People making the move down the canyons off the slopes, big Cottonwood Canyon. Lots of folks coming down from Sundance. But we're going to take you to the west side of the Salt Lake Valley out there on, uh, let's see, it's going to be the Mountain View Corridor southbounders going from 70 south to 7800 south. That's going to be your biggest traffic trouble spot. Now, down here in Utah County, more delays wait for you. It's pretty typical, though, as you're going southbound between American Fork and Linden, and you've got northbound delays going from Linden into American Fork. Steve? Pretty much uh, all quiet on the north end right now. Northbound 15, a little bit th- thick there at 6 north as you leave downtown Salt Lake City, but after that, wide open speeds up through Davis, Weber, and Box Elder counties. Same goes for the uh, 215 West Belt, both ways there, and Legacy's looking good this afternoon. The 8th Annual Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo taking place February 24th and 25th at Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. Over $40,000 in giveaway prizes. Kids 12 and under are free. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. The weekend is here and the seven-day forecast has a series of storms impacting Utah. During the day Saturday, partly cloudy, breezy, 45 for the high temperature. We'll see a storm move in on Sunday. That'll bring another round of snow to the north and that snow will linger into early Monday morning. Bit of a break Monday afternoon and then another storm on Tuesday with yet another one moving in Wednesday. Temperatures stay in the 30s for most of the week. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubanks. 39 degrees, your seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. 521. Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News, only on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.